Caleb for uh, for presiding for us this morning, and and I want to just welcome again uh, everyone here to Cairnport Community Church. My name is Pastor Andrew, and I'm one of the one of the pastors on staff here. My official title now is Young Adult Pastor, so we'll be helping with uh, young families, and you'll hear more about that as we get more to our kickoff and stuff. But we're so delighted to have you here. I'm very very excited to be here this morning because it's been a while since I've preached. And it's been about two months or so with having our baby, Muriel. And so I've just been looking forward to getting back here and be able to deliver the Word of God. And what uh, a passage we have this morning in Psalm 145 where we're going to be. This summer we've been in the Psalms. It's our second summer of being in the Psalms. We call it Psalms of Summer Part 2, the sequel, I guess. And we have just been walking through the Psalms. Pastor Josh has been preaching messages of various Psalms. And this morning we are going to continue that. But I am excited because the theme this morning, as I'm sure you already have seen through Caleb speaking and through worship, is praise. Who is excited to praise this morning? I hope you are because that is what we're going to be bringing today from the Word and what we're going to be sharing here and what is on my heart. So I'm just very excited to to praise the Lord with you all this morning. So why don't we all stand here? We're going to read from the book of Psalms. Psalm 145, and listen to these words. It is a beautiful psalm. It is a song of praise of David. So let's read it this morning in praise. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness." They shall pour forth the frame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. 
Let's pray. Lord, we are so excited to be in your house this morning to hear from your word, this psalm of David that is praising you, that is exalting you, that is lifting you high. And Lord, you are worthy to be praised in this place this morning. And so, Lord, we pray that this place is a house of praise here, that whatever heavy things we may have brought into this place or struggles we may be going through or trials that we are facing, that this place is a house of praise this morning. So, Lord, may my words flow out and be your words to the body here this morning. And may we all leave this place praising your mighty, holy, wonderful name. Lord, thank you for your word that we can come here freely and hear from it. Thank you for your son who died for us and our sins. And Lord, we thank you for who you are and for your abundant, amazing love for us and care for us in our lives. So Lord, may our focus be fully on you this morning, pushing all things aside, but you and your name, Jesus. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. So I'm, I'm excited to have all this open space here. Uh, you know, since I've been gone, there kind of been some changes here. I have no steps of faith of tripping up on here and now. So I'm going to be moving around a bit this morning. I'm excited for that personally. And I'm just excited to get, to get in this word this morning. So a little bit about this psalm. We want to get into a little bit about what is this psalm. And then I want to just walk through it. And this, I might be breaking some homiletical rules this morning because as I said, I want to just praise the Lord this morning. I want to walk through this and talk about what David's talking about and what it means for our lives. So that is my hope and that's what I want to do this morning. So a bit about this psalm. It is the last psalm that David wrote. It is, so he brings it, right? He brings it in this last psalm, praising God in so many ways. There honestly is about probably four or five sermons in this psalm. We just want to scratch the surface as we sometimes have to do. And it is, it is the one that is leading up to the final psalms, which are praise psalms as well, the final five here. But this is the beginning of the, beginning of the end. Great is the Lord. It's a song of praise of David. It is the only psalm that actually is called a song of praise of David, which is very interesting. And that is exactly what it is, as we just read it. It is very clear that this is all about praise. It is also an acrostic poem. So the book of Psalms is, as already has been mentioned, was a songbook for the people of God, for Israel. And there's all sorts of form and structure in it. There's four books in the book of Psalms. And there are things, different ones, called acrostics. And what that is, just for interesting note, is an acrostic is when each verse begins with a succeeding letter of the alphabet, Jewish alphabet. The only omission in this one is interesting is the letter N. Now, I read it this morning because I read from the ESV, and it's in brackets. So interesting thing about that is in some manuscripts, in the Septuagint, in different ones, there is verse 13 that says, The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. It's also not in like the Dead Sea Scrolls in different manuscripts. So do we put it in? Do we not? Some don't have it. But in the ESV, it has it in brackets. Now, the thing, if you look at it, it doesn't take anything away from the Word of God. It's not saying anything that's absolutely revolutionary in any way. But it's just interesting that that is just in brackets there. 
And that would be the letter N in the acrostic poem. So it shows us that there is a purpose in how the book of Psalms is put together. It's not just mishmash. It's not just thrown together. There is a form and a structure and a flow. So most of you know that I'm a rapper, and, and when I write songs, I'm thinking about flow and how I put words together. That may not translate exactly to us, to English, because of the Jewish language, the Hebrew language, but it is still has a flow to it. You could hear as we were reading it, right? There's still something to it that just is going and moving and a certain flow to it. So that is, that is a little bit about it. But I believe that David saved his best for last in this psalm. So even the first two words, I will. Very important that I'm, I'm going to do this. I am going to praise. I will extol you, my God and King. Pastor Rick was asking me before in our prayer time before the service, what does, what does extol mean? It's not a word we use all the time, right? You see it in the Psalms in different places, but we don't use it. What does extol mean? And when you look it up, extol means to praise enthusiastically. And that's what I hope we can do this morning. Praise enthusiastically. This is not a psalm you can come to and just read quietly and say, praise the Lord, the wondrous works of God. We need to praise his name. So there's going to shout amen this morning with me if you want to praise the name of God because that is what this is about. And as we walk through it, he says, when, when do we praise? I'll bless your name forever and ever. And you know, our minds can't grasp eternity. God didn't give us a mind to grasp eternity, but that's what he said, forever and ever. But he brings it down a little more for us, though, when he says, every day I will bless you. And as I was reading this and thinking about it, what about the days where it's hard? What what about those difficult days where you might have got a phone call that rocks your world? A health concern that you have to go see the doctor and sit in the office and you're waiting. Or you've lost a loved one or you've lost a job and on and on it goes. What What about those days? Well, when it comes to praise... It's a full-time occupation. We are called to praise forever and ever, even in those days. I want you to know that Sunday is not the praise day. That may sound weird coming from the pulpit. Sunday is not the praise day. Every day is the praise day. Every day. And I, I heard a pastor preach on this psalm, and he said, if you're praising in the church and the sanctuary on Sunday, you better be praising in the boardroom on Monday. And that should be the same for us, for those who work at the school. If you're praising his name this morning and you're in it and then you're upstairs and your office is working, praise his name in those offices. If you are a student and you're hanging out in the summertime, praise his name when you're hanging out with your friends. Wherever you are, wherever, whatever you're doing, God calls us to praise his name in all things. Sunday is not just the praise day. David's praise is unashamed. He is extolling. He is enthusiastically praising the name of God. And praise takes on various forms. The words that are used here, extol, bless, praise your name, commend, declare, meditate, pour forth, sing aloud, speak, tell, make known. 
You know, what's interesting in that list is that there's only one that is private. Meditate. All the other words are speaking, are declaring, are praising loud. We're going to talk about meditation here in a few minutes, and that is very, very important. But think about that. Extol, bless, praise your name, commend, declare are all things that we need to do publicly, unashamed. This picture I have on the screen right here, I don't know if any of you have seen it this week. This is a picture from the Hubble telescope. The amazing technology, how they do it, I don't know. But the technology that is in the Hubble telescope has been able to take this picture. This is the most detailed picture they've taken of the universe thus far. It was just posted, I think, believe this past week. Isn't it beautiful? Do you know what's in this picture? It looks, I mean, it looks like stars and colors and things like that. There are 15 thousand galaxies galaxies in that picture praise the lord he he is the creator he is the one that has put that all together and we need to make it known praise is also not circumstantial we want to talk about what praise is it is not circumstantial we'll get to that sorry some of my slides jump around We'll get to that. I have to work on my visual. We'll talk about that, putting our slides together. We'll get to that. But praise is not circumstantial. It's not. Whatever you may be going through life, God is not saying, well, when you go through the hard times, Andrew, then you can turn off your praise. No. It is not circumstantial. Whatever we may face, we are called to praise. There are no days off of praise. God is so big that one name won't even fit him. You've probably seen posters. We have one in Pastor Rick and our office that has all the names of God. We could sit here probably for hours and just say the names of God. He is so big and so amazing. So as we continue to walk through here every day, I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. You know, the fact that you are here this morning and you are alive, praise God for that. Praise God for that. The systems that are in our body for the blood to flow through it and keep the blood warm in our body, we praise God for that. You may be here with some different things in your body that are ailing you. You may be here struggling with different things even mentally, but you are here and alive. You know, I heard yesterday, I was sitting working on the sermon and going over stuff at the point, and I saw all of a sudden a notice came up on my computer saying there was an accident at Bell Plain. I haven't heard the outcome of that but that's how life can change in a second. I don't know if lives were lost or what. But we are here this morning and we are alive. And we are here and we need to not take that lightly. Praise the Lord that you are here and you woke up this morning. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. You get the word there? Great. And as we're thinking about praising, we'll go to this slide now. This was yesterday. Those of you who were around here already was mentioned. It was Karenport Day. 
a wonderful day where we celebrate our village that we live in, where we get together and we have a parade and all ages get together and have a barbecue. And this is a pie eating contest with, with Blaine in there and Pastor Rick in there and Dan is in there. And we got to celebrate. I got to be on the float for the churches here in Cairnport. My son Elias was on. It was a joyful day, right? Those of you who are here, was it a joyful morning? Celebrating? I want us to remember where we live. We live in Canada, a great country. We live in Saskatchewan, a great province in a great country. And we live in Cairnport, a great village in a great province in a great country. Remember that. Don't take it for granted. We are so blessed with our community here. We praise God for where he has placed us. You know, in the presence of greatness, what do we do? Has anyone here ever met royalty of any kind? Remember, I, I actually haven't personally met, but I've been in the presence of royalty. Prince Andrew came to the RCMP barracks when my dad worked there, and I was able to see him and wave And when I was younger. You know, and now when there's celebrities, that people see celebrities, they just go crazy and they scream and they cry and they pass out. All crazy things. And, and God is on such a level. I think sometimes we try to bring God down to our level. Let me be clear, God is not on our level. He is not on our level whatsoever. He is exalted. He is lifted high. I called this sermon, My God and King. We sang this morning, he is worthy. He is the king of kings. We need to remember that we are so low compared to our mighty king, but yet he calls us close. He loves us. And this is what this psalm continues to talk about. It's his love for us. The attributes of God, he is majestic, his wondrous deeds, his goodness, you know, one word that stuck out to me as we were going through here and was brought to my attention from another, uh, another pastor around these parts as I was talking to him about the psalm. He said, you know a word that sticks out to me in here that's mentioned quite a few times, just a few letters, is all. All. God's all-encompassing goodness. We were totally messed up. God's all-encompassing goodness. He is good to all, verse 9. He has compassion on all. The Lord is faithful to all, loving toward all. The Lord upholds all, lifts up all. The eyes of all look on him for food. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. He is loving toward all. The Lord is near to all. The Lord watches over all, but he destroys all who are wicked. Is all-encompassing goodness that David is just wanting to praise and just get it out there because he is all good. We say all good a lot. I know I do. God is all good to all people. So there is a reason that that word is repeated. David repeats that word to get it in our head that he is all-encompassing goodness and love for us. I want to get just a little personal because as I'm, as I'm reading this psalm, I can't help but think about my own life. And I'm the one speaking up here this morning, so I wanted to share a little bit. God's goodness. The, yesterday, I believe it was, was our six-year anniversary being here in Cairnport. And when I think about everything that has changed in soon our, my life, in our time here, I am blown away. 
You know, there are times, honestly, where Sue and I have conversations. We sit down and you say sometimes, to be honest, you know, I wish, I wish we could go to that place and go on vacation and maybe have a nicer vehicle and all these things. And let's be honest, we have those conversations. But in this conversation Sue and I had the other night, we began to think about, but what do we have? What do we have right now? What does God bless us with? And laying beside us was our new six-week-old baby girl, Muriel, who some of you know the story behind her. She is a miracle. And even though we may not have all these things we want all the time, we are blessed with four amazing kids. We came here with one. And God just has just given us these amazing children in a short time frame. You know, when Sue told me that we were going to be expecting another child, I didn't praise right away. I will be honest. I was not, yeah, let's do it. Because if you know the circumstances, we thought we, thought we were finished with, with Malachi. We actually had things permanently done, not to have another child. But God works, and God knows the plans. So I may not have praised right away, but now as I look in her eyes, I praise God for the gift that he has given us. And so I want to share, like I said, from my own life, and I want you to think about your own life. How long have you lived here in this community? Have you been here for 30 years? Have you been here for six years? Have you stepped into this community this week? Whatever it may be, think about and praise God for what he's done. And that is the point of this psalm. There's not tons and tons of depth we could go here. It's pretty clear. Praise God. And so I'm so thankful we were able to celebrate yesterday Karenport Day. You know, and this idea of sharing the praise with the younger generation is an important part of this. We praise God. And I'm so thankful for our church here for many reasons. It's two years now that I've been able to serve as a pastor. And I'm so thankful for you, the body here, and the support for me for us. But I'm thankful for our church because we are multi-generational. Look around. And it's only going to get more more multi-generational in the coming weeks. The students are coming. Just take a look around and see the the beauty we have in our multi-generational church. Why is it beautiful? God has designed it that way so that those who have experienced more life and are higher in age can share the testimony of their life with the younger generation. That needs to happen. Share the praise with the younger generation. So those who may be more up in years in our congregation here, please share what God has done in your life. For those of you who maybe have been through war, who've been through the depression, who've been through all sorts of trials and struggle, God brought you through because you are here today. Share that with the young ones and say, I'm not here because of me. I'm here because of God. That's what we need to do. We need to be taking time to do that. I grew up in a house where we sat around the table at supper time and we'd have family devos. Anybody have family devos when they grew up or currently still? Don't feel bad if you don't raise your hands. Okay, because it is a passing thing. It has kind of faded away. I think we should bring it back. In my opinion, after reading this, I'm more challenged 
doesn't have to be at the kitchen table, but share the word of God with your kids. Share your stories with them and praise God. We can't leave it up to the church. We can't leave it up to VBS. We can't leave it up to all these things. Those are all great things that help. But you are the parents or the grandparents. My parents just came to visit here last week. We kind of found a little window where they could come. And and my mom has not been well in various health struggles. And it's hard to look at her and her, her issues right now she has with walking and praise. But I still praise God because of the impact she's had on many people's lives. And because she is still serving God in the midst of struggles. And I know some of you here are in health struggles and you're still serving and praising God. But they came there for a visit and every night we read devotional with our kids, with Elias particularly. And Grandpa got to read the devotions with Elias. I wish I had gotten a picture of it. This is just a, a generic family. But it was a beautiful picture because my dad loves the word of God. My dad carries around cards in his pocket of memory verses. And he pulled those out and he said, Elias, look at the verse that I memorized this week. And he read the, the Veggie Tales devotional. And he somehow brought some great depth to the Veggie Tales devotional, asking questions. Elias, what does this mean? I think it was about thankfulness. And that was beautiful because you know why? For many reasons. My dad used to do that to me. My dad used to read devotions to me and raise me up to be a man of God. And now my dad is pouring into my son. If you are a grandparent, don't take your role lightly. Pour into them the word of God. Don't step on the toes of the parents, but enhance what they are doing. And pray that if they aren't spending time with their kids in the word, that they would. This is what it means to build up the body of Christ to commend the next generation. So there is lots that we could say there. Like I said, probably a whole other sermon on that. And we have an opportunity starting tomorrow in a little way or a big way, I guess you could say, with VBS. VBS is full. It is packed this year. Kids are going to flow into the landing tomorrow and they're going to hear about the word of God. Some of them may never have heard the name of Jesus. Some of them might have heard it every day of their life. It doesn't matter. They're going to be poured into with the word of God. So if you are serving there, serve with your whole heart. Share your stories and just praise God. Even when the kids are spilling stuff and making a mess of stuff, praise God because they are there and they could be doing a lot of other different things instead of being a VBS, learning about God. And if you aren't there, pray for them. That the end of this week would be a mighty end where kids, whatever age they are, will learn about God's salvation, will learn about Jesus, will learn about the word of God, will learn about his love if they're from a broken home. They will learn about the love of God this week. So that is an opportunity that is right in front of us. We need to think about his greatness. How do we do that? Meditate. Verse 5. What does that mean? Of course, not laying, not there with our arms crossed and meditating. That's not what it means. Meditating means think. Think on the word of God. Take time. We live in a busy community. I recognize that. I work here at the church and the school. You talk to a lot of people around here. We've mentioned it before in our sermons. People are busy. 
You have to build meditating on the word of God in your life. You have to make the time for it. Because we make the time for Netflix. We make the time for Facebook. We make the time for all these things. And I'm not knocking any of that because they have their place. I, I like those things as well. But you need to make time in your day to be in the word of God and meditate on it. And think about God's goodness and think about his love and come to it in the times of struggle like we read in the Psalms. This is the one private thing that is on this list. Meditate on the word of God. Whenever it is, in the morning, in the evening, whatever it may be, build it into your life because that is how you become a stronger disciple. Don't let other things push it out because when those things are pushing it out, you're pushing out times of refreshing, times of encouragement, times of power that might actually help you through the busyness and the things you're facing. almost promise you it will. Meditate on the word of God. Make a thankful list. I don't know if any of you have done this, but this is something that has been encouraged to Sue and I in different ways and we've talked about at the end of the day or make an ongoing list in a journal. Have a list of things that you are thankful for. And what this does is, once again, brings our focus to God. So when those hard times come in like a storm, when it's like the smoke that is over us right now and choking us and over us, that we can look at that list and remember what I'm thankful for. And why do I have these things? You know, when you say thank you, you don't thank something. I don't say, well, thank you, chair, for letting me sit on you. We thank people, right? We thank people. And so we thank God. And the list helps us. Write down things you're thankful for, big and small. Thankful, thank you I have a pair of shoes to wear today. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my new car. Thank you for my old car. Whatever it may be, we are so blessed. You look at the stats of how rich we are in this world, and it is crazy. No matter where you are in the lower level of finances or whatever it is, you are still blessed and rich in the grand scheme of this world. Remember that. A thankful list is a great thing. So we need to think about his greatness. We need to pass that on to the next generation. We need to talk to our kids. All important things that come out of this psalm. I don't know if any of you have seen this picture. When I saw it the other week, I thought I was fake. There's a lot of fake Photoshop pictures. I'm like, this is, this is craziness. This is called the Golden Bridge in Vietnam. This is real. This bridge just opened in June. And as you see, it's hands coming out of a mountain holding a bridge. How they made it, how it's done, I have no idea. But isn't it beautiful? And as I saw this, I began to think of God in his hands. And his hands that are all over this psalm, his hands of provision, his hands of healing, his hands of protection, his hands of love, his care. And I began to think of this bridge kind of like our life. I love visual things, and when I write and I rap, I think visually. And so I, when I saw this, it's like this bridge is like our life. We're coming. We're coming from one side. We're going to the other. And there's hands on both sides. So I want to remind you today, look back to where you've come from and look and see where God has brought you through because his hand has been there on your life. Maybe he has healed you. Maybe he has brought you through financial strain. Maybe he has saved your marriage. Maybe he saved just your life in general in a physical way. I don't know, but I know his hand has been in your life. If you are a child of God, 
then his hand has been on your life. He has been there through the darkest times, through the valleys low and the mountains high. His hand has been there. And as if his hand is there in the past, his hand will be there in the future. His hand is upholding all. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. He is faithful and good. Amen? He is faithful and good. He is with us in all things. You know, I think about farmers. I'm not a farmer, but I have been around a ranch, and, you know, I know there's a lot of people in our community around farmers. They have lots of time to think, working hard, God's provision, and just thanking God. So I get an image of a farmer. Maybe some of us need to be more like farmers if we're not and just take time and look at creation and say, God, you're so good. Even when it's hot and it's smoky and whatever, God is still good in all of it. So instead, maybe of when you drive into Regina, of turning on the radio, as we do sometimes and I've done, or put on music, maybe just sit in quiet and meditate and think on God. And as you look at the fields, as you drive in our beauty, praise him for his goodness and his love. This is my daughter, Hannah. Such a precious girl. And I love when the kids go to bed. <laughs> That's it. No. <laughs> no, I love bedtime for the kids for the reason of I, I get to help put them down and I get to spend time with them to asking about their day and, and say to them, you know, what is, what, is, what is a good thing to happen today? What was a bad thing? Do that with your kids before bed or as you walk home with them from school as school begins again. And, and Hannah loves music, so we listen to Sometimes I sing, even though I can't sing. It doesn't matter, by the way, if you can sing or not. Praise God with your voice. I want you to know that. Because I can't sing at all, but I sing in the key of praise. And that's what matters. So we praise God. Amen? So... Hannah loves music, so we put on a song the other night. Uh, I can't remember what song it was, and I was just gone in praise. It's one of those moments where I just was thinking about this little girl beside me and family and God's goodness, and I just raised my hands. And I just opened my eyes, and I looked over, and this is what I saw. And I took a picture of it. I didn't tell Hannah to raise her hands. I didn't explain worship. She just was listening to the song and she just wanted to praise. Now, whether it's because she was imitating me, good. Good. If she's imitating me and I'm raising my hands in worship, I see that as a good thing. That's commending to the next generation. But this is a picture that I'm just so thankful. Little kids that were up here can praise God. Little kids who were up here this morning have a testimony already. There's going to be a lot of testimonies coming to VBS tomorrow. So this is just a, a wonderful image of, of praise to me that has been ingrained in my mind. I'm so glad I was able to capture it and, and show it to you. I hope it encourages you as well. So what can we praise him for today? Many things as we've read, I know. But I want to take some time because this is a, a body thing. This is not just me up here explaining praise and the things that we've done here this morning. I'm glad I've been able to have the opportunity to do that and preach the psalm this morning. I want to give us as the family of God, we are going into a time 
where we're going to be kicking off our new year and it's going to be a theme of we're the family of God. You believe that? Brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, grandmas, grandpas, we are the family of God here all together, whether it's your first time here or your millionth time here. You're the family of God. And so I want us this morning to, to praise God loud, exhorting him, exalting him, extolling him. And how I want to do that is, is simple, nothing crazy. I just want us to praise him. So what I want to do is, I'm not going to have a mic or anything like that, but I want us at different times, people just to stand up and say a short thing, loud for everyone, because loud is a key this morning. I hope you're getting that. A praise item in your life so that we can all hear and we can all praise. So after someone stands up and says something short, keep it short, just a short praise thing, okay? We're good for time, but we want to take some time to do this, I believe. It's, it's going to be good. After someone shares something of a praise item, I want us as the body together to say, what do you think I'm going to say? Amen. Or, that's actually not what I was going to say. I was going to say, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. You can say amen if you want. Can I get an amen? You know, I like to do that because that's just... God is so good, so we got to say amen. So that's what I want to do this morning. We're going to do this for a few minutes, and I hope you guys are okay with this, because I think this is what we need to do as the body of Christ, to share praises. So if it's something that is going on in your life, something from the past, something currently, whatever it is, take a moment here and think of something you could stand up and praise God for, and then after that person shares, we'll all say praise the Lord, and we'll do this for a few minutes. And then I'll close. Okay? We can do this? You can say amen to that. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, we should have done that together. I'm sorry. Amen. You are here, and we are glad you are here, and you are in this place. Praise God. What else? Let's keep going. Let's keep flowing here. Job's going well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. We get a clap for that. Pray for healing. Amen. Brother. Praise the Lord. 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 Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Feel free, clap, shout it out, praise, praise God this morning. Let it loose. This is awesome. Let's keep going. A few more. Yes. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for Pastor Blaine and his service to us for 10 years. We're going to hopefully we're going to celebrate him when more people come back for our, what we called our family reunion. So I'm so thankful for his leadership he's given to this church and um, for his family. And so praise the Lord. Mm, praise the Lord. Mm, praise the Lord. Mm, amen. Praise the Lord. A few more. Praise the Lord. Yes. few more. Let's do a few more. This is great. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's awesome. Praise the Lord for family. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Thank you for doing that. We need to do that more. You know, we can't be carrying our praise around in our hearts and keeping it. Because this psalm is very clear that you need to shout it, declare it. You know, and this world that is surrounding us doesn't have reason to praise. I, I was talking to a friend yesterday. He's been a friend for a long time. And this guy, he's, he's a younger guy, has messaged me probably about three times in the last decade when he's at his lowest low. And he called me at Caronport Day yesterday. I looked at my phone. I'm like, I haven't heard from this guy for five years. And he said, I need some advice. So I said, I'll call you later. And I called him. And I said, what's up? He's like, Andrew, I'm lonely. And all my friends have betrayed me. He was about to be engaged, and then his best friend, since he was four, cheated with his soon-to-be fiance. This guy had such pain in his voice, hurt in his eyes when I look at his pictures online. What do I say? What advice do I give? Well, I said this. I said, well, you message me. He knows. He knows that I am a follower of Jesus. I've known this guy since he's about 15 years old. And I said, you've messaged me, so you're going to get my advice. You need Jesus, I said. You are carrying heavy burdens in your life. His dad passed away a few years ago and completely shook his entire world. His mom has gone through severe depression, almost in a coma-like state where she can't even function because of the loss of her husband. They have a lot of things in their life which you would call wealth. And he was calling me from a beautiful place, a beautiful home. I could even see it on the video call. He is empty and he wasn't satisfied. And I said, I said, friend, do you have a Bible still? Because he, he knows God in the past. He said, I do. Where is it? It's under my bed. Go get it. I said, go get it. And here's what I want you to do. And I said, I'm preaching a psalm tomorrow. 
I want you to start reading, I said, a psalm a day. And you may think this is crazy because he's all about God is in Buddhism and his God is in the New Age stuff. And all, you know, he, his, his life has gone weird turns and he just believes in God but doesn't believe in Christianity and has been hurt in different ways. So I said, read a psalm a day. Because he's all against the rules and the regulations of religion. I said, I'm about, I believe the church is about relationship. Jesus is about relationship. And that's what you need, brother, because you don't have anybody right now. I said, you have me anytime. But you have Jesus all the time. And I said, read the book of Psalms because it's not about rules and regulations and all those things. It's about the things you're going through, the hard times and how God's there. It's about the reality of life and how it breaks us down and shatters us and how God is still with us. So I said, do it. And get back to me in a couple days and tell me how it's going. But promise me you're going to do it. He said he would. So I won't share my friend's name, but if you could just pray for him. You know, those things come up. At first I was like, well, i got to still be working on the sermon. I'm like, no, this is what matters. This is what matters. This time with this guy is what matters. And so pray for him that the Psalms would come alive to him and he would get in a church. I told him, you need the church. You want people around you of support and encouragement and love? That's the church, my friend. It should be. And if you go to church that isn't, then they're not being the church the way it should be. The church should welcome this guy in with open arms, should hear his story, should pray with him, should care with him, should open the word with him, should cry with him, should walk with him. And I pray that he will find that where he is. This is an example of how we need to share. I didn't say, well, I think you should go get involved in some community events where, you're, where you are. That'll do no good. He's a, he's a, a musician as well, a talented man. Beyond in music. I can't even explain how talented he is. And I said, you're not going to find joy in your music. He said, no, I know. I only find sadness. I said, well, there's some songs. I know a book that these are songs, my friend. You are a songwriter. That's what this collection of books is, so read it. So I say that because I want the body here to be able to pray for him as well. So I hope you've been blessed this morning. I hope you leave this place praising. If you came in, Mourning in your heart, if you came in with heavy burdens, I hope you can leave here and all of us can leave here this morning lifting our hands, praising God for who he is, what he's done, what he will do, and for what is to come. Let's pray. Dear God, we praise your name. We praise your name, Father. We bless your name. We exalt you lift you high above all other things in our life. Thank you, God, for your hand upon us and our lives, for your hand upon this community and our church. Thank you for this beautiful psalm which has lasted many, many, many years and we have read it this morning and it still blesses us because it is still powerful because it is the word of God. Thank you that we can praise your name Thank you for all these blessings that have been shared this morning. And Lord, as we leave this place, may Sunday praise not stay on Sunday. May it go to Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday so that this whole week and every day for the rest of our lives is covered in praise. That when this world sees us go through hard times, they wonder, how is that guy praising the Lord? 
When diseases may come, when sickness may come, when financial burdens may come, when betrayal may come, when people talking behind our backs come, whatever it may be, we praise your name. We praise your name in this church. We praise your name when we're mowing our yards, Lord. We praise our name when we are out and about. Because you are worthy of our praise. God, you are worthy. And may we leave this place remembering that again, that you are worthy of all the praise we can give you. And I pray this morning, Lord, that that is what this has been. Because we are nothing without you, Father. Without your love, without the cross, we are lost and we are dead. You give us life. Thank you for your new life that has been found through Jesus Christ. And we look forward to entering your eternal kingdom when you call us home. Thank you that you're our Father. You are with us and you love us. So Lord, we praise your name. And the body, the family of God says together to close the service, all together we say, praise the Lord. Amen.